Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. It's August and we're still in the dog days of summer. But keep in mind, in just 90 days, it will be November. If you've been thinking about building a fish house, the clock is ticking. Ice will be here before you know it. We're approaching the one-year anniversary for the podcast, and I want to thank you for listening and being part of the Fish House Nation. I also produce another podcast focused on fishing the Great Lakes. The Great Lakes Fishing Podcast can be found in the same place you find this show. I recently interviewed Dave Kranz from the We Fish ASA podcast, and that show was originally published to my other show, but the conversation was great, and a lot of the information translates well to the Fish House Nation podcast. We talk about fishing podcasts, the fishing industry, and how COVID has affected the fishing supply chain. If you've been fishing this summer, you may have seen sparsely filled shelves at your local retailer. Now, how will that translate to ice season? We'll see. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Dave Kranz. We're talking fishing podcasts, among other things. Dave, thanks for joining the show. Oh, thanks, Chris. Glad to do it. Tell me a little bit about the We Fish ASA podcast for those of you or those out in the audience that don't know. It was an idea that I came up with uh, about six years ago, and it took a little bit to get it rolling. And uh, it's the uh, American Sports Fishing Association. The, the uh, program is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sports Fishing Association. And I just wanted to do something to help my industry and to uh, make it better and, uh, you know, leave it better than I found it. I, I asked a longtime radio host, Steve Sarley, from uh, the Chicago market here if he was interested in co-hosting it with me. And he said yes. And, and that was good. We, we worked it out. And uh, recently, we started our 50-year programming. So it's, uh, it, it brings in um, some information for anglers to, to learn about uh, different techniques. I do a segment with Dan Johnson from St. Croix. And we do an advocacy segment uh, that is sponsored by uh, uh, Big Rock Sports in Calcutta. And th- those guys have uh, been on from day one also. And then we normally have a headliner, somebody who's won a tournament recently or somebody who's a uh, uh, an, an older pro that's, you know, uh, done many things. And, and we always try to get current pros with all of the leagues now. Uh, it, it's pretty easy to get uh, a current pro, although the COVID slowed that down a little bit. Yeah, where can people find it if they want to listen? Uh, we push ASA podcast. We have our own uh, Facebook page. We have a web page. We have, uh, it's on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. It's just, if you type it in, it'll come right to the top of the page. If you put uh, we push ASA, it'll, it'll fill that front page, and you can go to it. It comes up every week. Uh, every Wednesday, we do an, another episode, uh, it, and uh, 52 weeks a year. It's an hour long, and uh, we definitely would uh, invite anybody that wants to learn more about the outdoors and our industry to uh, listen and, uh, and, and give us feedback. We always appreciate feedback. Yeah, if you listen to it, it's very, very polished. Is it on the radio as well? I, you said you have a radio guy that helps you out with it, but... It is not. We do it. We we do it like it's a, with hard stops in it, with the music intro, outro, and we try to do it where we do a time to keep it uh, very professional and polished. And and uh, but it is not on the radio. Also, it, it's just twenty four seven. You can listen to it. Uh, right now, the last couple of weeks, we averaged uh, forty four and forty five hundred listens per week. We're uh, 
We've been breaking over 600 hits a day, seven days a week uh, in recent times here. And that's growing from where we first started. There was only, you know, 100, 150. But, you know, to have 220, 230,000 listeners a year, uh, it's definitely uh, pretty popular. Yeah, it's, that's great. You talked about you wanted to start the podcast to kind of help the industry. Why did you decide to do a podcast? Why not do something else? What was it about podcasting that drew you to it? Well, I wasn't even sure when I started this concept came into my head. It was, I believe, seven years ago, July 3rd. And and I uh, took a couple of years to get it up and running. So, you know, seven years ago, there weren't podcasts like there are today all over the place. It was pretty new at that time. Because I had done a lot of radio with Steve Sarley, I was a guest for over 200 episodes with him. I knew that time slot was you know, you only get the listeners that you have there. With the podcast, people can go back and listen to it. It's on many platforms, and they can get it when it's convenient for them. When they they can be driving in the car on a fishing trip, they can be a truck driver working and listening to these things. So I just thought the format was good, and I thought it was a way to get things out there that people could go back and listen to or listen to a segment again if they found it interesting and didn't get it all and wanted to hear some more. So it was uh, it was kind of a, you know, a lot of challenges there to figure out how we would do it, uh, who we would have as sponsors. And, uh, but, but the industry, I believe, needed help from ASA. If you Googled ASA seven years ago, it was on page 16 of a search. If you Google it today, it's right underneath the We Fish ASA podcast as the American Sport Fishing Association. So I got them to the front page, I believe, by doing what I did, creating more awareness for our industry, uh, they help the fishermen. They help the industry. Uh, it's a good, good organization, and I, I just think they they needed a little help, and that's what I decided to do. And you kind of let into it a little bit there, but what are some of the biggest challenges that you have with putting this show together on a weekly basis? I think getting timely guests is important. Trying to uh, get together with the Major League Fishing, FLW, and BASS, they've been very good about working with us and and sharing our posts. FLW for until they were acquired by Major League Fishing. Every time we had one of their guests on it, they would put it in their industry news feed. So you could go and see that we had Brian Thrift on or we, you know, whoever we had on that was a, uh, in their group, they would post it for us. And that was a, a lot of help. Uh, we've had some sponsors come and go. Keeping the sponsors is, is important too, because we're not trying to make money off this. We're trying to pay for the, the programming, pay for the, the pages, pay for the promotion of it. Um, just we're just trying to break even on it and several of the guests of the sponsors asked me from right from the beginning uh, St. Croix and uh, Calcutta they said boy we're doing your math here and you know fully funded this thing's like $20,000 a year how can you make any money with two guys and a producer and you know paying for everything I have to I said, well I'm not doing it to make money I'm doing it to help my industry so even even that being said it's still a challenge to to get sponsors especially in today's day and age and and we're thrilled to have the ones that we have right now. What are the most rewarding aspects of doing this show for you? Uh, when I hear somebody say, I, I love that segment with Dan Johnson from St. Croix, I learned so much. That means a lot to me because I'm in this industry, but I sell tackle, but I first feel I'm an educator and I sell the products, uh, related products to make a living. But I love teaching people how to use the outdoors, be, be effective at it. I, I'm also a hunter. I, I love go hunting. But I like to teach people how to how to get the most out of what we have in this in this world uh, as far as the outdoors, fishing and hunting and enjoying the wildlife that you get to see while you're doing it. So it's very rewarding when I 
when I hear that somebody learned something. Yeah, you're not just a podcaster, you're a retailer full-time. And I think to say that 2020 has been a strange year is probably an understatement. How has business been for you guys this year? Well, tackle is the new toilet paper. If, you, if you've got it, you'll sell it because the, the supply chain has severely been disrupted. And I'm hearing this doesn't apply so much for the people in the South, but I'm hearing up in the, in the North regions that we may not see much ice fishing tackle because the, the time frame that they were going to make that, and they make all of our ice fishing tackle, I believe, in about a six-week period, they lost it because the, the, the factories overseas were shut down in December and January when they would have made that. So I'm hearing that that might be an, be an issue. But overall, business has been great. It was down because we were limited to how many people we could have in the store. Uh, April was, was way down, May was down, June was a new record month for me, July is turning out to be a, a great month also. Uh, because I have inventory, I stock a lot of inventory, I don't plan on running out of anything anytime because I do stock tackle uh, 52 weeks a year. And, and you know, doing this, uh, the retail end of the game, I started with my first store in 1981, so I've been in it a long time. I've been in my present building since 1989, so almost 32 years here. Uh, Getting into the media end of this with the podcast, uh, something else I don't know if you're aware of. I also write for Fishing Tackle Retailer. I do the Retail Matters column. I'm on my third year of doing that for uh, the editor for Ken Duke. And that's very rewarding because I, I never knew how much I would enjoy writing. And, and it's the same reason I like teaching people about how to use the tackle. I'm teaching retailers how to stay in business and how to be profitable. And I'm hearing great response from them also that they learn something. And, and it's the same reward. That's awesome, Dave. You're heavily involved with the ASA. We're right in the middle of what would be ICAST right now. And with COVID-19, it's not happening. How do you think that that is going to affect the industry? Well, it's happening on a virtual world here that you can go. And I've, and I've been spending my evenings going through because I am working and I am uh, busy at the store. So I would be down in Orlando right now. All of us would be, but the, uh, so I am going through looking at the products that are winning and trying to keep up on what's new. Uh, what I am disappointed about is uh, I use ICAST a little differently. I also want to know what's not going to be made for next year. And all they're talking about is new, new, new. But what I like to get from the manufacturers is they're just continued less. What aren't you going to have? If there's items on there that I could buy because they're still going to sell fairly decent and sometimes at a discount because they're going away. That's one of the ways I used ICAST, but I'm not able to do that. Uh, the way it's happening now because everybody's just they have one, time for one thing and barely that to get the new products out there. So yeah, it, I don't know if it's going to affect the industry to the degree that um, it's going to hurt the industry because I think if they can figure out how to get the product to the retail stores, the, the customers are going to buy it because the, the ultimate social distancing is the outdoors. We're outdoors fishing hunting, enjoying it, whether you're hiking, biking, boating, all those things are very popular right now. And, and I think they will continue to be. So I think that this is a good thing for the industry. We're, we're getting a lot of new people and we're getting a lot of people that are coming back to it that had lapsed and now are coming in and buying licenses. Uh, license sales across the, the country are up in every state, I believe. And I know here in Illinois, they have over 60,000 new licenses, people that never bought one before this year. You're a retailer, you're a podcaster, you're a writer. You do all these things. You're an advocate. But you were just out on Lake Erie fishing in a tournament. Tell me about your experience there. I fish uh, FLW uh, Toyota Series, and I'm doing the Northeastern Division. We were in Lake Erie at Sandusky because 
Thousand Islands wasn't available to us because we couldn't bring people from all these different states into New York and we couldn't go into Canada. And now we're up against the next one where it's supposed to be in Champlain. I don't know if we're going back to Sandusky or if we're going to go, there's been talk of Chesapeake Bay or the Potomac, but I, I jumped into that uh, several years ago. I'm going to be 62. So at 59 years old, I was an FLW rookie and I jumped levels because I, I've won a lot of money at home in local tournaments and, and done well here and have been a top 10 finisher consistently for decades. I wanted to have that experience. I didn't want to be 70 years old saying I should have tried this. So I jumped into it. My sponsors are, are uh, helping me with it. The same people that helped me with the podcast are helping me with the fishing. I'm promoting the podcast by being on at that level. And, and I am thrilled to be able to have that opportunity. Dave, you're just, you sound like a really cool guy. I've never met you before. I've heard a lot about you, but you're doing a lot of different things. And uh, it was interesting to get a chance to talk with you. I know you've got busy things going on at the store. Is there something you wanted to talk about today that I didn't ask you about? No, not really. I would like, uh, I might as well take the opportunity to thank the sponsors that I have, uh, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Daiwa's been a sponsor. Uh, Big Rock Sports and Calcutta Brands, they have been on from day one. St. Croix Rod, we couldn't have done it without them. They, they have been uh, a great supporter. Uh, Big Bite Baits uh, has, has been great. Uh, Sunline, uh, NMMA, National Marine Manufacturer Association, has done advertising with us in the past. Uh, my new boat line is, is Charger, and uh, I ran that Charger out on Lake Erie, and you know what the water can get like out there, and I was thrilled with that and Mercury. Uh, that, that four-stroke is an awesome, awesome motor. Uh, couldn't do it without power poles on there, Minn Kota. Uh, I love them all. They, all. they do a great job for me, and I, and I truly appreciate uh, the sponsors that I have. And we have all of those to promote the We Fish ASA podcast, uh, whether I'm fishing or whether I'm in my store or whether I'm writing or whether, whether I'm uh, you know, doing, doing the podcast. So I, I just love it, and it's a, it's a great uh, opportunity to educate people and, and uh, hopefully bring people into our industry. Really appreciate you coming on, and if people want to hear your show, you can check it out. It's the We Fish ASA podcast. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts, and also check them out, Dave's Bait, Tackle, and Taxidermy in Northeastern Illinois. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.